Hello and welcome to the Diabetes Dugout with Brighty and Peachy, brought to you by the Diabetes Football Community. This is your regular dose of all things football and diabetes as we bring you the stories of those affected by the condition who have a love of the sport. Everything we share and talk about on this podcast is from personal experience and if you have any concerns about the management of your condition, you should always check in with a healthcare professional. Now, with all that said, let's crack on with the episode. Just before we get into the episode, this is just a warning to advise that there is some bad language and adult themes involved in this episode. So if you are watching with children, please do think about listening to the episode before allowing them to listen to it as well. But with that all being said, let's crack on with the pod. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Beatties Dugout. Joining me today is my co-host Chris Bright, who apparently claims that he taught Ronaldo how to take the free kicks. I'm not quite sure, but that is his claim. Chris, how are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure when I claim that one, mate. But um, yeah, I'm doing very well. Um, and if I did teach Ronaldo how to take free kicks, um, he's, he's currently surpassed anything that I could have taught him. So he's doing very well for himself. Um, but yeah, very well, mate. Um, good, better week following the COVID vaccine. So things have gone you know, I'm a, I'm feeling sharper. What about yourself? Yeah, I think yeah, that it was it was those just those sort of 24, 36 hours after, wasn't it? it? Just sort of wiped us out a bit. It was um, but yeah, back to normal now. All good, all ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, it was made to feel a bit old by you this week, though. With your yeah. um, disappointed, you you weren't quite sure. You'd, you'd heard of Ali G, you'd watched the film, but you didn't actually know any of his short stuff. And he just made me feel really old, really disappointed. I can only apologise, mate. I mean, a little bit before my time, I would also probably blame my parents for um, keeping me rather shielded from Ali G's uh, inappropriate references as well, John. So, um, yeah, maybe it was maybe it was their fault. You, you are aware of the Fresh Prince, though, aren't you? And it just reminds me, episode one, we talked about you being able to do the rap. Are we, um, are we any further with that? Well, well, John, I've not heard too many uh, rumblings of people asking for the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. But, I mean, as I said at the very start, I said, if the people want the rap, I'll give the people what they want. So I'm just waiting at this stage for enough people to ask me to do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. And, you know, I'm going to bring it to the podcast if, if, if that's what the people want. But at the minute, Peachy, we need, we need a few more people, you know, putting it out there before I, before I get the mic and, um, you know, I spit some bars. What are we going to get? Hashtag Brighty does Fresh Prince. <laughs> Something along those lines. Get mate. it trending. Something, yeah, you got to get it trending, mate. If you get it trending, then, you know, the people get what they want. I can't wait to hear it in your Brummy accent. <laughs> I think we're going to be waiting a while, mate. I think we're going to be waiting a while. Um, but anyway, Big- anyhow, John, who is going to be our guest today? Well, today we're joined by the man who's been a regular in English Football League for the last eight years, playing for four different clubs. He's won a playoff final at Wembley and been named in the League Two Team of the Year. He's currently starring for Stevenage. 
all of this after he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes age 15 and is only one of a few professional players with the condition in England. We have got Ben Coker. Ben, how are you doing? Hello, boys. Yeah, all good. Thank you very much. Nice intro. Love that. That, that's that's what you asked me to say, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, sat along them lines. Yeah, very kind, very kind words. But now, no, all good, boys. All good. Thank you. Thank no, you a lot for having us on. No, appreciate appreci- yeah, we appreciate you coming on as well, Ben. Um, obviously, know you've been, as you said before we came on to recording. You know, you've been busy. You've had a lot of games recently, so I appreciate you sparing us, uh, you know, an hour of your time to to do this with us. Yeah, no worries. Not a problem at all. Right, let's get into it then. So, first question, taking you back, you were diagnosed age 15. You were yep. playing for, or you you were at Cambridge then. Talk us through how your, your diagnosis came about. Uh, well, it, was, it was a mad, it was kind of like, kind of like a week-long thing. Uh, we played on the Saturday. I remember playing the game on the Saturday. Uh, away somewhere and I got knocked out I remember the ball hit me square in the face like knocked me out um, and then like come down uh, and then that literally that week I was drinking like litres of juice like weeing like four or five times a night so my mum kind of clocked it and she was like yeah something's not quite right here so went to the doctors uh, did some tests and that some blood tests I think they did uh, and then when I was at school, I remember I was just, I just come back from the shop, like got a massive Lucas 80, some sweets and that. And uh, my mum turned up to the school. I was like, what are you, what are you doing here? Uh, she's like, you've got diabetes. Like we've got to go to the hospital. And I was like, what's that? Like I've never, honest to God, I'd never heard of it in my life. Uh, I haven't clue what it was. I thought I was going to die. Like that's the honest truth. And like the first question we went yeah. to the, host- the hospital and I was like, I got to the doctor. I was like, "Can I play? Sat- can I play football Saturday?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, relax." And I was like, "Fuck oh, you know, Like, after that, I calmed down a bit, but everyone was like panicking. Like, I was with my mates. So I was like, "I've got to go to hospital." So, yeah, and I remember I got there. My levels were like thirty plus, like through the roof. Wow. Uh, but t- touch wood, like I caught it. My mum was, mum was unbelievable. Like we caught it really soon, and obviously I didn't, I wasn't poorly or anything. I didn't have to go into hospital. So. Uh, so that was a that was a blessing, really. But yeah, it was just a massive, massive shock for everyone. Like especially fifteen, yeah. like didn't really didn't really know what was going on with like just about getting pubes at that point. So didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I I think it's in, in my opinion. I, I was diagnosed age five. I, I think I was lucky um, in, yeah. in a strange sense being diagnosed then because I, I've never known any different. I think actually as a teenager, when you've got everything else going on around you and you've experienced life as a um, a normal person, for want of a better phrase, um, it's it must be must have been really tough. And especially if you didn't know what it was or how it was going to affect you. Did did you what what then happened? Like, Did you do some research into it? What 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 sort of went about then? Yeah, I just remember just listening to the doctors and just trying to get as much information as I could. It's probably more my mum and dad that were worried. But all I was worried about was really what everyone else would say. Like I remember going into the change room at football and I told mum one of my best mates there, Luke Owen, I was like, I've got diabetes. He's like, he's like, what's that? So I told him and I like, was getting injections out in front of everyone. That was nerve wracking mm. at first, like because 
Honestly, I just didn't want to. Was he not make a fuss? But like, I didn't really, I didn't really know what it was myself. So to be like, see everyone else's reaction, it was kind of, kind of. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy that. But obviously, as as I got yeah. older, the the easier it got. But yeah, it was there. And the, the week after I got diagnosed, I had to go. We had like a week in digs. Like you go into uh like train with the youth thing. So like the week after, yeah. like I'm going away with these little uh. Because back then it was like the little, um, like to like take the insulin out of the little pots. I don't, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember like the little, yep. the little one? Yeah. And I was like doing it. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, yeah. So my mum, my mum was mad panicking, bless her heart. So it was, it was a tough couple. First week, <laughs> was, it was hard. It was hard. And, and and with the club supportive of you at the time, like did 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 they have any knowledge of diabetes or or how that would affect you a, as a footballer? To be fair, there was a go- there was a goalie in the under 18s that had diabetes as well. So I kind of half spoke to him about it. So the half the physios kind of knew what knew what was going on. So they'd always have like uh, drinks or like gels with them. So I was half covered like that. So it was kind of a kind of a blessing that they knew what was. What, what could happen, do you know what I mean? So that was that was good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and and you said there about sort of teammates and, and, and nerves in injecting in, in front of them. how did that like did, did you find that easier? Were, were you accepted amongst your teammates or was, did anyone ever sort of make any comments that, that put you off? Uh, not really to say that everyone like you make it a bigger, bigger deal in your own head, I think. Because once everyone you you talk to people about it, they're quite they're quite interested in it. They're like, oh wow, you have to inject yourself every day. So, and it's something people are like, oh, I could never do that. Uh, so they they kind of I don't know if it's sympathy or, or something like that, but they kind of they understand that it's it's what it's what you've got to do every day. Um, so yeah. now, like the, the older you get, the more I don't give a I don't care anymore. Um, so it's just uh, it's just the way. The way that I, the way that I am, and that's what I have to deal with. So, uh, but yes, once I was over that first first initial having to tell people, I was absolutely fine. Yeah, I can certainly resonate with what you said there, Ben, about uh, that feeling of like trying to fit in to begin with. You know, when you're trying to get show it off, I suppose in that early instance where you don't really want to come across as any different, and all of a sudden you've been diagnosed with this condition, and like you said, you're stepping into that dressing room and you go in and you're having to do injections and you're, you know, there, there is a point of difference, you know, you're having to finger prick blood test and, and do all these mm-hmm. little extras that do set you apart from the dressing room. And, and, and I was the same as you, you know, worried about that to begin with. And to be honest, it probably went a little bit longer for me. And I think that's, you know, um, I think, but exactly what you said, you know, with age, you know, comes a little bit of that, you stop caring so much. And um, I'm hoping that what we do with the diabetes football community is a big help as well in terms of, you know, providing some, some support for people that might be feeling potentially like that in, in those early days. Um, yeah. I just wanted to ask you then, uh, Ben, with where, where you've got to now, obviously playing the, you know, professional footballer, you've been a professional footballer for many years now you must have some sort of routines and, and regimes that you put in place with your condition. So what sort of, you know, insulin are you on and your doses and what sort of patterns do you put into your everyday life to sort of try and make things manageable? 
Uh, well, I'm on uh, Levermere and Nova Rapid. Uh, yeah. So Levermere, obviously, in the morning and at night time. Uh, and then uh, Nova Rapid for when I eat carbohydrates, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we, like typically on the day of a game, uh, because my levels tend to tend to rise a little bit through probably excitement, a little bit of uh, stuff like that. Uh, so in the morning, I'll give myself maybe a couple of, couple more units of Levermere in the morning to try and to last me throughout the day. Um, and then obviously I eat quite quite a little bit, uh, obviously porridge in the morning. So I, I dose for that just normally mm. uh, one to one to one units versus units and carbs. Yep. Uh, 10, 10 grams of carbs and so I do that and then for pre-match yeah it's pretty it's pretty similar really and then obviously the closer it gets to the game uh, I tend to give myself probably I'm normally around around 9 or 10 for a game before a game so if I can get to, to be fair last night I was perfect I was like 6.7 at half time so I was in a, I was in a great place um, and then normally after a game, I do I do dip, I do go I do go low because obviously I want to try and keep myself at six six or seven. Uh, but sometimes it does drop, so I just obviously we've got lots of I don't drop rapidly to be fair. Uh, so I can uh, I just get something straight straight after the game, something to eat, a protein uh, a protein shake and uh, maybe a sports drink. And uh, and I'm all I'm all sweet. So touch wood, like game situations. I've never I've never really I've never gone low. Uh, I don't know if that's probably through adrenaline. I don't know if anyone else is is like that when they're doing exercise. But I think in um, with adrenaline and stuff, it pushes it up. So so that's my nor- that's my normal routine really. Would you say that the um, the big difference between game day and training is that, you know, when you come to game day, you're managing your levels with that extra adrenaline and excitement, whereas on training days, maybe that's not there as much? Yeah, I think so. To be fair, I've had more more training. Well, to be fair, touch wood, I've only had probably a couple where I've where I've had the lows in training, but I've, we, I know how to manage it. So I've always got gels and Lucasade with me. Um, so... So yeah, it's probably the intensity of the game, um, and obviously you train in the morning. So training is pretty much in the morning, then you're done. So, but obviously night games and um, and afternoon kickoffs like game days, it's it's you have, you have a lot longer to to prepare. So you kind of you got longer to to get ready, and that intensity kind of ramps up through the day. Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I, I certainly experience similar in my world in yeah. terms of that adrenaline spikes and nerves being there on game day rather than, you know, training days. So I can completely yeah. see where you're coming from on that. You said um, there about, you know, not having to come off ever with a hypo or anything like that during a game. Have you mm. ever noticed then okay if you haven't come off have you ever noticed your performance take a bit of a hit based on your blood glucose levels have you ever seen that in yourself um not not that i can really remember no uh i don't know if i'm lucky or or i don't know uh but not really that i thought core um i've really felt felt like I was I was dipping or I was a little bit higher. Uh no touch wood. I I've I've been okay. 
Okay. Um, and then the one that really interests me as well, uh, Ben, is obviously you've played at Wembley, big playoff final, uh, huge game. Probably, I can imagine it's going to be one of those days that you'll always remember, probably one of the biggest that you, you might have played into this point. Do you remember any impact that that had on you in particular in terms of your diabetes? And, and was there anything in particular that you remember about managing it on the day? Did it go swimmingly? Was it, was it tough? What, what sort of things do you remember about that day at Wembley and, um, you know, that playoff final win? Um, well, to be fair, that like, half of that season, I, convert, I went to a pump um, and it, I, it, it, it was great. But the my anxiety, my anxiety when I was playing. So you take it out when you're when you're playing, but you still got the. I, I used to wear it on my tummy. Um, the obviously the the bit the bit that goes inside you. Um, so, but my I used to always be touching it, always be touching it. I remember like through that season, like my mum was like, "Why you always touching your your injection point?" I was like, "I know," because I don't want it to come out. I just remember that half of that season, it was like, I'm always touching it, always touching it. So eventually, but I still, I sort of wore the pump for the final. I, I had it, I had it on. Um, and I just remember it. I remember after, because obviously it went to extra time. I remember I was absolutely knackered in extra time. Like, uh, but, I, but I felt, I felt great. I think the whole atmosphere of the day, um, it just kept me kept me going and I didn't go I didn't I didn't go low or anything like that. Uh, I remember the physio I think the physio because we didn't go after it because I obviously I just thought it was going to be a normal game. So we didn't go back in. So mm. I didn't get to check my levels after like 90 minutes to extra time. So I had a little bit of I think it was Lucas Aid or something. I was like I just hopefully it just <laughs> I just I just feel all right. But I, yeah, think yeah. I got through it. I got through it fine. Uh, and then I remember after we won the penalties, I like cramped up for fun. So I don't know if that was just a bit of everything or the diabetes or everything. But that day, it was just, it was all a bit of a blur, if I'm honest. But that's what I remember about that day with the diabetes. It was okay. Well, you take that. It was, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. Having such a massive day and a massive performance like that. I mean, um, and then to, to feel that the diabetes, you know, didn't really have an impact on your performance that day. I, I mean, me and Peachy will remember watching it because we have a, a, both of us have an affiliation to Wickham Wanderers, Ben, which you won't know. Wow. So uh, we rem we both remember watching the game. I was watching it and not obviously knowing you were playing um, on yeah. the opposition for uh, up against Wickham. But, and I was, you know, I was intrigued to see how you got on actually in terms of that whole day. And uh, I wondered if there was any point where, you know, I was watching your performance thinking, you know, you were playing well. So I just assumed that the diabetes had, uh, you know, been, had gone very well for you. Yeah, that's mad. Because to be fair, that's mad with Wickham. Like I remember two, yeah, two seasons before I was going to sign for Wickham. Um, and oh, I, I why didn't you? I, I said I signed for Southend, I remember. <laughs> Uh, and it, it come down to that day. I was like, "This is mad!" Like we're playing them at Wembley, and it was just, it was just a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I made the right. Well, they're in the championship now, so I made the right decision in that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I just I, remember being I stood in stood in the stands, just being absolutely gutted. So thanks, thanks for ruining my um my day at Wembley, Ben. Yeah, really appreciate so, that. 
Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I nearly, I nearly, I missed the penalty, so I was, I was fine. Okay. Yeah, I was, I wasn't going to bring that up. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we forgot. I, I, I have to That's bring that um. Up someone, I, I know someone will bring it up, so I thought I'd bring it up myself. <laughs> we'd conveniently forgotten, Ben. We'd conveniently forgotten <laughs> that it happened, mate. Just because you were on the podcast, you know, we forgot it happened. <laughs> I, I hadn't. I'm, I'm just nah. I'm just gonna tick it off my notes now. <laughs> just um just then sort of get, get moving on slightly from that then Ben. Um one of the, the, the downsides of being a professional footballer, injuries. Um you yeah. sustained quite a nasty knee injury um October 2018. Um what, what was the what was then the, the impact for, for being out of action for you um, in terms of, of your blood sugars, of your control and with, with your, your your daily regime changing so much? Yeah. Was, How did you cope on the, on the diabetes front with that? Yeah, it was tough because obviously you have the operation, you get home and you're like, you're bed bound for, I could get out of bed, I could hardly move uh, with that injury. To be fair, two years before that, I broke my leg, so it was kind of similar. But obviously, the knee was a lot was a lot worse, and I knew it was going to be a long, a longer period out. Uh, so, with all of the, like, didn't know what was going to be going on with football and stuff like that. So diabetes, I just, I just had to, had to focus on that and try and get my levels as good, good as I possibly could for not for not being in doing any exercise really for the first probably, first probably month. I was just doing exercises on the floor and stuff, just trying to get my knee going. So I uh, I remember I was having to take a lot more insulin, um, especially, especially I was, to be fair, I was trying to keep off the carbs as much because obviously I wasn't exercising. So in that sense, but yeah. obviously Levermere, Levermere the, the background that I'd have to, I'd have to bump that up on days where I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything, but I was highly, I was I was high on drugs at the time. So it was kind of just <laughs> tough. It was tough. It was tough uh, trying to get everything right, but uh, I come through okay. But yeah, like injuries, it was horrific. But with the diabetes, it was even harder, really. So, but obviously, it's, as it gradually got got better, I was in the gym every day, so I was having to. Uh, I was getting more active, so it was a lot a lot easier to deal with deal with i feel like my diabetes is a lot easier when i when i exercise um yeah so so even obviously even in the lockdown i was i was getting out every day so even if i didn't, didn't play football i feel like i'd i'd need to do that anyway yeah i, I think it, it um the the video diary that you did that was on um the bbc sport website i remember watching it and being absolutely fascinated by it in in terms of um, not only seeing someone's recovery from injury, but also you you brought up the diabetes quite a few times in there. Um, what made you do the, the the video diary? Just out of interest, it. Um, well, to be fair, before because there was there was four of us that done our knee literally that season at Southend. It was wow. it was a mad it was mad. Like I remember uh, one of my good mates now, Tom Hopper. He did it he did it literally two weeks before me. And I was thinking, I remember driving to training and I was thinking, I pray that, pray that doesn't happen to me. And literally in two weeks later, it happened to me. So we was all together and I was, I said to the boys, I said, I think I'm, even before that they came, they came to be, 
East Southend fan, the BBC, uh, one of the one of the um, directors. He does, he's a massive Southend fan. He'd always wanted to do something with Southend, uh, so he thought this would be a perfect perfect opportunity for him. So they come to me, and I was I was more than more than welcome to let them in and on the journey. And it was uh, yeah, it was really amazing. Really, I didn't. I had so many so many people say like this is really this is really good insight to 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 coming back from injury. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. They come they come and follow me around for a couple of months. So it was really it was really good. Yeah. Just trying to get just trying to get the word out there, really obviously diabetes and and obviously if a lot of footballers have bad injuries. So I was trying to just put a positive spin on it. Yeah, no, I, I, I always remember that bit where you you've just come to after the surgery and you've woken up after the anaesthetics worn off and you just you're there recording yourself just looking completely out of it yeah. absolutely, oh, no, the absolutely missus, brilliant yeah the missus was like you've got to do one and I was like I don't know where I am like I hardly talk because that was real like they dosed me up like mad and when I come round it was just I didn't really know where I was um, so yeah, yeah. It's quite funny funny looking back at it now brilliant and, and, and do, do you, have you ever looked back at it and, and and gone wow like this is where I was like look at the look at the like the, the hard work that I've put in and, and, and the determination um to 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 make that recovery yeah yeah I haven't really, I've, I've watched them when they came out eventually there was like it was a four-parter I watched them each time and it was kind of it was kind of yeah it does bring bring a little tear to your eye really because it was an emotional time like I remember me and the missus were we were getting married that summer and it was it was all just a lead up of everything and I didn't know whether I was going to have a club in the summer so everything was up in the air so looking back at how how hard I worked and to get back to to where I am now is literally yeah I'm very proud I'm very proud of that to be fair but I should I don't really (laughs) I I just want to be back to the player that I used to be so my missus is always like, just relax. <laughs> but I'm like, I want it now. <laughs> but obviously, it's kind of it's a long journey, and hopefully, I'm I'm back close to to where I was before now. So it's kind of it's just a, it's been a, it's been a long hard journey. Yeah. Now, well, we've been able to watch it, Ben, and I I could see it was tough when you were going through it, and I was, you know I watched all of the videos that you posted about your comeback. And, um, you know, there was a, a part of me that I was thinking I've had a couple of bad injuries myself. So I could I could see the effect that, you you know, it has on you and how you manage. And also, I know what it does to your diabetes. So I can just see yeah. that sort of impact on daily life and all of a sudden needing more insulin and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you are getting close now after having to come through all of that to being back to to where you was able to to perform at before but I've got um, yeah. a question now which you sort of alluded a little bit to at the start when you were talking about somebody in your under 18s team that lived with type one as well I just wondered yeah. if you'd ever been in the same changing room or played against somebody with type one diabetes in the pro game before I have no no, I definitely haven't because I, I definitely know about it. <laughs> I definitely know if it's in the same change room, but I'm not sure if I have. I remember, I know there was one at Lincoln. I think there was a lad at Lincoln before I was there that had diabetes. I can't remember his name now. You probably know him. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's the that's the only one really. Um, but yeah, no, not no other no other players that I've been in the same dressing room with now. Well, the, the, the it leads me in very nicely to my next question. Then, when you retire, Ben, are we able yeah. to sign you up for the UK all diabetes futsal squad? I'm I'm stitching you up. <laughs> I've got you live on the podcast. Can I get a Ben Coker signature ready for Dia Euro when you're retired? Can we get you off to a European tournament to play for the diabetes squad? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, I'm all over that. I used to I used to love, I love futsal. I used to have a futsal ball, like, and I used to love it because it was all the Brazilian lot, weren't it? Yeah. When yeah. it first come over, um, I used to love it. The heavy ball, I used to I actually love it, took it everywhere with me. So yeah, I'm all over that. Perfect. All over that. Sign, sign me up, Peachy. You sign heard it. Get, We've got him. Yeah, got it. You get me. Got it. You get me a week. You get me a week away from the missus and Little, and I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, ben, I can promise. I'll promise you that. <laughs> I promise. I can promise you a yeah. week away in a foreign country, away <laughs> from the missus and the little. Lovely, a few beers and that. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that sound of it. Brilliant. Just um, just thinking about the, the current situation with with regards COVID as well, and um, obviously you, you're. Do, do, do you consider yourself one of the lucky ones to to still be able to play, or is it not uh, not really impacted no, you at all? No, hundred percent. I think we're we're lucky to be doing what we what we love we love to do. Like the obviously the the first lockdown, it was. Obviously, no one knew what was going to be happening and stuff. But for us to get back as quickly as we did, like, I definitely do think we're one of the lucky ones. But obviously, it's, I've had COVID, like I call it, just over Christmas. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, l- luckily, which I didn't even... I was obviously asymptomatic, so I didn't know I'd had it. So I was kind of just sitting... On, my diabetes was, was strangely fine as well. So it was kind of like it really frustrated me at that point, but I knew I'm you know yeah. how serious it is. So um, you're always going to cut you in contact with people all the time, even when it was when it was really bad. So you've always got that chance of getting it. But but yeah, massively. I think I always wanted to get back to football um, uh, straight away. So and obviously now I've got that. I've had the vaccine as well. Like I heard you boys saying that you've had it as well. Um, so, so that's that's a touch as well. So I feel a lot a lot better about that now as well. Any side effects from when you had yours? No, because I had, to be fair, I had it on the Friday because they they just text me like, "Oh, can you come in and get it done?" Is that it was actually at the Barnet Stadium, the Hive. Literally, I lived, we live down down the road from there at the minute. Um, so they were like, "Can you come in and get it done?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah, sweet." And obviously, not thinking, "Fucking, hell, I've got a game. To, I've got a game tomorrow." Um, and I was like, I pray I don't feel I don't feel bad. But to be fair, I woke up in the middle of the night, I had a headache, and then took some tablets, and then I was fine the next day. So yeah, I was okay. I was okay with it. Lucky, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and, you, and when? Sorry. I know you boys, you've struggled a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was it was like for a cut for a twenty-four hours. Bizarre hour, feelings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours yeah. of feeling a bit uh, ropey, fever, yeah. uh, fatigued. Yeah, it, it came, what one, came did on... you, what one did you have? Did you have the Oxford or? Yeah, Oxford? Oxford vaccine. Oh, you had that one? Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I had the other one, so that's probably why. 
that's probably why because I know a few other people my, my old man had it as well he had the Oxford so I think yeah they, you get more more reaction off that one than the other one apparently but no no doctor yeah, that, that seems yeah that, that seems to be the feedback they've had from a lot of the lads isn't it the ones that have yeah. had the Oxford it, it's been that um, sort of yeah the, 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 the delay and then 24 hours of, of not feeling 100% yeah um, yeah did, did, just thinking back to when um, sort of football first stopped due to COVID, and, and then you were able to come back and start training. Did you did you feel um, did you feel safe going back? Did did you was there any pressure put on you to to do it as as a person that was vulnerable at all, or did you just think what was your mindset? Just I want to get back playing. I, I've missed it so much. If I'm honest, yeah, I wasn't. Because at first, obviously, you think, what is this COVID? Like, what is going on? Like, I wasn't taking it too seriously. But we had to take it seriously because we I was on loan at Cambridge at the time. So I'm, we moved back down uh, to my mum's for a little bit. And my missus was, like, heavily pregnant at the time. So once it all hit, we went back up to Lincoln and totally isolated because I was more thinking about her, really, than myself. Um, so... But obviously, once we once we had the little, and it was it was kind of we need I need to sort out what what football wise what we're going to do, and I just wanted to get back training as quick as possible, really. Um, but obviously, there was it was it was as safe as possible, really. Was we wasn't we wasn't mixing mixing together as much, so I kind of felt okay. Um, and yeah, really, see, I just wanted to get back to football as quick as possible because I've missed it so much. But obviously, thinking about the safety of myself, it was, I was more worried about the missus, really. And then talking yeah. talking about the missus, it perfectly segued me into the next question, Ben, was which, talk sort of how long have you been together and when did you tell her you were diabetic? Was that an early conversation? Um, was that something you did later on? Yeah, we've been together about six, yeah, six and a half years now. Um, but I think it was the first night, the first night out. I met her on a night out in Camden, so I think I had my pump on at the time, and I, I think I, I think I pulled it out then. I think I showed her it that night <laughs> before I really, before I really knew her. Uh, so yeah, she knew the score from uh, from early on. So, uh, so yeah, we had that early, early conversation. So I had to explain myself early doors. Uh, but yeah, she's she's been unbelievable with it. She's kind of just took it in her stride and has always, always fully supported me with it and always, always on my case about it. Really, <laughs> it's just like uh, she she cares a lot. So yeah, she's always always been great with it. Um, it's quality, mate. It's always, I suppose, it's really yeah. good to have that support network around you as well. And um, was it similar to growing up? Were your parents good with it as well when you were a teenager? Yeah, they were amazing with it. Yeah, I think my mum still still worries as much as as much about me now as she did she did back then, probably. So, but they were a massive they were a massive help. Always, always, uh, always putting good food on the table for me and trying to trying to help me help me educate myself on it really and educate them about it so they were they were top class really obviously being a teenager it was, it was tough at the time sometimes I didn't want to eject sometimes I didn't want to eat the food because they used to say you have to eat something before you go to bed I'd be like mum like, literally fuck off I'm not even hungry 
but she was like, you got to, you've got to do it. The doctors have told you to eat. So, um, but no, they were, they were brilliant, really brilliant with everything. Brilliant. We're, um, we're going to have a little, a little break from all the, all the serious questions. Now we're going to go on for a, a, a new little feature. We've got 60 seconds. Brighty's going to time it. I'm just going to fire some quick fire questions at you. Nice. Okay. Right. So give me a, just a second while we get to the timer. So, should we? I tell you what. Should we go ninety? Ninety seconds. Ninety seconds yeah. for ninety minutes. Why not? Nice. See what we've done there. Yeah, very clever. I like that. Right. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the timer ready. Then are we ready? Yeah. Sweet. Let's go for it. Right. Timer starting. Three, two, one. Who was a hero growing up? Uh, Ian Wright. Right. Pineapple on a pizza? No. Good answer. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Haaland or Mbappe? Mbappe. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Red sauce or brown sauce? Red. Ferguson or Guardiola? Guardiola. Ooh, tea or coffee? Mm. Coffee. Cat or dog? Dog. Club or country? Country. Best feeling in football? Uh, promotion. Nice. Favourite food? Um... Probably a no, dirty burger or something. Yeah. Good choice. Or Automatic promotion. Sorry. Yeah, like a, what was it? Grease, burger. Greasy, greasy, greasy burger, yeah. Nice. Automatic promotion or up via playoffs? Yeah, got me playoffs. <laughs> it's the only way I've ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> Rangers or Celtic? Uh, Celtic, because I'm, I'm a Catholic, so... <laughs> and there's the timer. Villa or Spurs? Oh, Villa or Spurs? No, Villa or Spurs? That's not that, even a question. That's, that's our two teams. That's our two oh, teams. Wow, I'm an Arsenal supporter, so I have to go Villa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all day. I knew I liked answer. you, Ben. I knew yeah. I liked you, Ben. Absolutely spot on. That is. Yeah, you just can't go for the Tottenham team. <laughs> <laughs> Brave admitting to be an Arsenal fan at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it has been for years. Jesus Christ, been struggling for years. Welcome, welcome to my world. Oh, no, 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 it's a struggle. And um, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's not talk. Let's not talk about it. No. Um, no. So let's go. Going back to the, the more serious questions, um, we just talked about your wife. You have got a young daughter at the moment as well. How are you finding mm-hmm. parenthood? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, to be fair, we moved, obviously had to move back down. So um, we've got, a, we was going to move in. We've got a house in Villariki. We was going to move back into it, but we rented it out instead. So we're literally at her, at her mum and dad's in a minute. So we know more what's going to happen with football next year. So having all hands on deck here has been, has been lovely really. So uh there's, there's quite a few of us in the house, so it's, it's really nice. Um, obviously, Graham, 
grandparents get time with the little as well. So it's been it's been amazing. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the first, obviously the first lockdown one we had we had Neve on the on the first of June. So I had all that time with her, like first couple of months with her. So it was it was a blessing really. That was that was the best part of lockdown for for us. Uh, that we had all that time with her, so yeah, it's been it's been yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. She, she sleeps like a dream. No, she sleeps like oh, a dream. No. To be fair, we have had a right touch with her. She's unbelievable. <laughs> she sleep now. She won't wake up till half seven tomorrow. So it's uh, it's been she's been an absolute godsend, oh. really. I oh, know. So we're oh. not looking forward to the next one. I think the next one will be a fucking nightmare, probably. Just thinking about, presumably there were sleepless nights early on, or is she, that, that, please don't tell. As a dad of two, and none oh, of no. are, are great sleepers. Please tell me that just early on, you just had a few nights at least where she didn't sleep too well for you. Honestly, mate, I, I tell, like people <laughs> ask me all the time. I'm like, honestly, this, this kid is like, it's something else, like. <laughs> We, I remember the fir- the first night she come back from hospital, like we stayed up till like we're just checking her, see if she's breathing till about four o'clock. Uh, but honestly, she's had. We, me and Mrs. Are still now, we're like, surely she's gonna have a bad night soon. Like we've got to, we've got to prepare ourselves. But she never, she never has done like she's nine months now, and it's uh, yeah, it's mental, <laughs> it's mental. Uh. So, that ruins oh, my sorry question. About, sorry, about that. sorry about that. Oh, I'm just sorry about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm managing to function on four hours some nights. Yeah, you're no, you're, you're there getting your full eight, nine hours, aren't you? I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it, honestly. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> nah, nor do I. I, I, I was just, just trying to think about how like you um, sort of going into work and it, after you've had a sleepless night. and but. Obviously, that that doesn't happen, so uh, we won't do that. No, question. not really, <laughs> not really. No, it's probably it's worse. Probably the worst is after games when I don't can't really sleep that well after games. Obviously, the, the adrenaline and everything like that. But obviously, other than that, nah. Obviously, night before games, I'm I'm in the spare room, like getting my proper night sleep just in case she kicks <laughs> off. Uh, but no, that's when she's good as gold. And and. Ben, just coming obviously back onto the the football there, you touched on it as well about impacts of games and and um, you know causing you more sleepless nights than the than the little one is. Um, have you started using a CGM, uh, a monitor on your that you wear to swipe or uh, so you can see instantly your blood glucose levels? No, I haven't, and obviously the only reason for that is kind of obviously because we've moved so much now. Like um, trying to get into the hospital and trying to sort it out, um, we need to kind of settle on one place. Obviously, the doctors have got the doctors around the corner, so that's okay now. But obviously, hospital-wise, they're not really letting anyone in. Um, so I really need to do a little bit more research, if I'm honest. Obviously, I kind I kind of got used to just checking them regularly anyway. Mm. But obviously, I know, I know this. It's it's a new technology. And it, it does sound unbelievable. So I, I kind of do do need to get onto it. Um, but yeah, it, it does look amazing. Yeah, no. It, have you got? Have you got it? Yeah, got it? Uh, yeah, both of both of us use it. Um, yeah. I think we're both on different versions of what the you know the, the monitors look like in terms of the brands. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I use a Dexcom, and I think John, you using the Freestyle Libra? I got yeah, yeah. I'm on the Freestyle Libra. Although I'm, I've had, I've been prescribed the Freestyle Libra too, but my um, my chemist, even though the prescription went in nearly three weeks ago, they're still telling me, oh, we, we haven't, it hasn't arrived yet. So getting a bit frustrated right. with that, but I love it's a game, it's an absolute that, game changer. Game changer, yeah. I yeah. really need to, <laughs> I really need to jump on it, yeah. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from, from my perspective, Ben, it's just um, oh, it makes the, the the whole management of uh, games, continuous training, all that sort of stuff. It just becomes a little bit easier, and you can just see things. Yeah. You can see trends. You can learn from things that you didn't even know you, that were going on. We're going um, on, yeah. Yeah, and, and then there's a like the safety net as well. Like it will alarm, etc. When you know when it thinks you're going to go low. So it's not even yeah. it beats you to being low. So it'll yeah. alarm to tell you that it thinks you're going to go low, and then you can treat it before you do go low. So it is just Fantastic. yeah, the technology is amazing, mate. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised in in a way that you've not been um, you know sort of your club mate might have not stepped in or again might be because you're moving around but certainly to help you manage um but it sounds like you've got a great management already of it and and, yeah my management is okay but yeah i need to i need to i do need to get but no one's ever come to me and said no no so i kind of need to i need to i need to jump on it really obviously yeah it's been the tough last couple of years but obviously now hopefully we're we're going to be based more down here so i can get into the into the hospitals and try and sort it out yeah absolutely and that you know just yeah. coming from that perspective of looking at um hospitals and and moving around do you do you move your um diabetes care at all i ben, did when yeah move? when we when we when we obviously when i was in uh when i played for south end um i still went back to cambridge uh regularly uh, but since i moved to lincoln yeah i moved it i moved it up to lincoln to the Lincoln Hospital and then obviously being back down here now I've moved doctors again um, but obviously I spoke to the doctors the other day and they were like we're not really they're not letting anyone in hospitals like, or even getting any appointments in at the minute because of the COVID so hopefully hopefully in the next couple of months we can, I can get back in there and and uh, and sort it all out again so it's kind of Obviously, the world, the world as it is now, is kind of up in the air with everything. So hopefully, it settles down soon. I can get in. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite it's a massive ball late moving around. I really don't want to do it anymore. Um, so obviously, it's, for that from that point of view as well, it's kind of it's kind of massive, really, that we that we kind of settle settle down here, really. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you said there about being at different clubs as well, and and the. Uh, hospitals would you say that the, the treatment that you've had from from the clubs you've been at has has been good is there is there one that stands out and you think well that was that they properly looked after the diabetes uh, to be fair everyone's been good as gold like prescription wise uh, the doctors to be fair the doctors at lincoln was really good uh got obviously at every club they have a club doctor so you kind of got a hotline to the doctor so it's, it's been really good obviously stevenage Stevenage has not been as good because obviously I'm out of the catchment area where I live now. So I've kind of had to sort my doctors out um, my, myself. Um, but yeah, to be fair, everyone, everyone's been really, really good with the diabetes and everyone's pretty, for, pretty clued up on it. So they, um, they, they can, they know what's going on. None of them informed, informed on what, what, what's going on really. 
that's been good. They're brilliant, and um, yeah, that's good to hear that you've had you know great experiences for the most part in terms of those clubs that are supporting you, Ben. I mean, yeah. it's a massive part of when it's your job day in and day out, and when you you know it's a job anyway, looking after diabetes, and then you you know having um, not having support would be a challenge, especially in your you know in your industry where you know your body is your is your work really. So yeah. you know it's it's, um, it's a big part of um, being able to produce from your body. I can imagine having that. Sp- that back in with you day in and day out yeah of course yeah it really is um but obviously mainly it's, it's down to me do you know what i mean so uh with everything you have to you have to look after yourself yeah um just a couple more questions then for you ben before we get to peachy's final three questions which he'll throw at you um mm. I just is it's always an interesting question this one um because there's so many different experiences of of this within society within different industries but have you ever come across discrimination based on the fact you live with diabetes in in your world whether it be football or or anywhere in life um if i'm honest no i've never i've never come across it no one's ever ever yeah ever said anything bad about diabetes really which is obviously the world we live in today people jump on anything do you know what i mean um so but no like i've never experienced anything everyone's really always been pretty supportive and not it's normally been my haircuts people better so i'll say that all day (laughs) well well, we won't say anything about it ben we've you know we've seen it prior to the podcast we won't say anything about it now yeah i've had some shockers over the years so but that's like even on twitter everything like that i've never i've never come off across anyone's like saying anything negative about my diabetes now do you think that's because you've been quite open about it from the start you know you've been out there you've put it out there in front of people you know classic example there where you met your missus and uh, on the first night you met her you you know you got your pump out and you're showing her um and you did it very early on from what you said in the changing room with your you know your teammates at that starting point when you were 15 do you think it's that that's helped maybe yeah maybe but if I'm honest, I can't, I can't understand, I wouldn't understand it, but I know a lot of people give people abuse for whatever reasons, but to give someone abuse for having diabetes, like, if I'm honest, I don't want it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't want it. So someone abusing you for having it, like, it's, it, it, I don't really, I wouldn't understand it myself, but like, I've not, never come across it. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm sure, but I'm sure there are some, people that have come across it uh, but I guess I'm, I, I just haven't well it, it, I'm glad you haven't you know it's um, yeah. there's abuse uh, abuse 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 too uh, yeah yeah definitely yeah. Um, I can talk you through a couple of examples in my um, in football and, and futsal recently mate which um, really yeah I, I, honestly I, I don't understand that at all I, I was, really um, don't get it just a, a good uh, classic one for you so this was in 2020 so I was um, I was slightly high before a game so it was about mm. I don't know I needed to bring it down with an injection so I, I ran off to the side to do an mm. injection and over rapid uh, it was pre-season game and um, somebody sort of said to me um, you injecting steroids you know implying that I was you know some sort of drug addict and I was cheating because mm. I had to inject and put 
you know, Nova Rapid in to bring my blood glucose levels down. So that happened mm. last year. The year before that, similar things. You know, I was um, somebody outright asked me, you know, you're shooting up drugs again, um, again mm. within a within a within a a team environment. So it happens. Mm. It happens all the time. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you haven't had to go through any of those experiences because, you know, mm. sometimes there. I think when I was younger, I had a few different. Uh, probably more vivid or worse experiences of it and um they probably shaped some of the reasons why i didn't talk about it so much and hid it but um yeah yeah, yeah i can understand that yeah yeah so I, I think you know maybe i could have been a bit more open at the start maybe you, you know your approach in the way that you opened up about it very and you know and you let people know straight from the you know from the bat that you were going to be dealing with this and you were going to talk about it maybe that might have helped me but yeah, I mean, there's some early experiences where I was called names and things like that as a child, where I was diagnosed at I was nine years old. So, um, yeah. yeah, people not understanding, kids not understanding. It doesn't help, but, you know... Um, that's, just... a, that's the main thing, really. People don't understand it. I even get asked today, are you type two? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do I look like I'm type two? Like, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's what, what society is now, I think a lot of it, the abuse that people get there on it, they become they come from an uneducated um standpoint, you know what I mean? So they don't really know what they're on about. Um and obviously that's the same with diabetes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's why we do things like this, Ben. You know, we're we're doing this podcast to to continue to raise awareness. Uh, obviously the diabetes football community the same thing, raise awareness, educate more people about what the condition's really like, you know, and, and obviously with an eye on football being our you know, our specialism, if you like. So I, th- I think it's important that we talk more and it's important that we raise awareness because, as you've just said there, education's so important to changing, yeah. the, you know, the mindsets of people. So, um, yeah, no, I couldn't... I think that's massive. I think, I think like, probably from when I was younger, like, if you, if you just come out with it, I don't think people can really have anything to say about it. Do you know what I mean? This is This is what my life is every day mm. so just come out and say yeah this is this is the way it is like you have, I think you have to own it because it, obviously you, we have to deal with it day in day out so why would you not own it do you know what I mean so I think especially a lot of young people out there now with it and they've just obviously have all been diagnosed with it like yeah it's scary it's mad scary but you have to own it you have this is that's you like if, if if other people be like that what is that that's that's disgusting like keeps you alive keeps me alive so basically fucking just fuck off do you know what i mean like deal with it like i have to deal with it every day so it's got nothing to do with you kind of go go with that approach and i think people shut up quick that's all i think and then you know you just literally touched on it there the final question is what is your message to people, to young people especially, and to all people with type 1 diabetes that, you know, they might be aspiring to sort of achieve what you have, you know, go on to be a professional footballer. What would you say to them, you know, growing up or have those, you know, aspirations to achieve that? Yeah, I think one of the, like, like I've just said there, you just have to, you have to own own it really and just make sure it doesn't, Obviously, some days you're going to have bad days. Like everyone has bad days. You're going to have your ups and downs, but you just have to have to believe in the process. And this is what we have to do day in day out. Don't let it, don't let it shape you. Just believe in believe in what you want to do, 
follow follow your dreams and just just have a right go at it. Just have a right go at it. And obviously, if you come up short, like you just give it your all. And obviously, with diabetes, you, this is what we have to do every day. We have to we have to give our all to keep ourselves in the best condition that we can. So just enjoy enjoy the ride because it's going to be ups and downs. But have uh, always do it with a smile on your face and just try and try and work as hard as you possibly can and don't let it get in the way really I think that's what I, that's what I try to do anyway that's perfect <laughs> absolutely spot on and then um, going to pass it over to the to Peachy because he's got his final three questions that I hope he's got ready to um, I think he's got a list anyway ready for you it to is. pick from yeah Love it. So it's really simple. 21 questions written down. You give me a number. I ask you the question. Completely random, completely bizarre, some of them. Go, give me your first number between 1 and 21. Number three. Number three. I knew that was going to be coming. (laughs) Um, Obvious one, Ben. We haven't put... We've fixed fixed the number three question to the one that we knew. (laughs) exactly exactly if you could see a band or artist perform live past or present who would it be and why uh to be fair i was lucky enough to see michael jackson so i'd, I'd probably say him again because he was outraged and i was obsessed with that fella obsessed with him uh me and my mate used to do like uh dances at school at a school like in assembly and stuff. I don't even know why we used to do it. But we used to love him. We used to love him. Have the gloves, the lot. So yeah, that was he was he was he was, yeah, he was the man. Have you got the moonwalk in your locker? Yeah, I've got it in a locker to be fair, yeah. I used to practice it all the time. So yeah, I've got I've got a little bit when it comes to MJ. <laughs> so so next time you score, can you pull out yeah, I, the moonwalk and dedicate it to TDFC? <laughs> I can try, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I want to see that. studs might get caught if I fall over. <laughs> it's your fault, but yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, another I'll knee injury. That um, yeah, I'll just know. keep those free kick, free kicks down a couple of inches lower. You'd have got one. Oh last night, no, you? don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was gutted about that. I thought that was in. I literally did. So it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> we'll, we'll be keeping an eye out for that moonwalk. I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Oh, yeah, stitch myself up. Brilliant. There, yeah. <laughs> next next number. Uh, seven. Seven. Um, if you could go 24 hours without being diabetic, what would you do for the day? <laughs> good question. Real good question. Yes. Um, what would I do? Lovely. Would it contain lots of Probably eating, lots mad. of drinking? Yeah, lots of eating, yeah, lots of drinking, yeah. Just get, so I don't have to get drunk and be like, oh, what are my levels, what am I doing? Yeah, probably that. <laughs> probably it that, is. yeah, get real, get real drunk and not, not care, not have a care in the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, final, final number then? Uh, 17. 17. Oh, this is my favourite. This is the most bizarre question that you will be asked in an interview, I would hope. <laughs> would, would you I'm rather ready. be stuck in a room with one horse-sized duck 
or 20 duck-sized horses? Yeah, just the one, I think. <laughs> one one, one horse-sized duck. Yeah, one big duck. <laughs> <laughs> How would you cope a horse-sized duck? Is that not yeah. like the beef no, going at that. you to not freak no, you out a bit? I'd rather that than loads of little ones like nipping at me legs. I could... <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather just a big one on its own so I can just try and add that out with it. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely classic. Ben, it's been, it's, it's no, been absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Thank you so much, so much for your time. Really no, appreciate no it. Really good insight into the life as a professional sportsman living with diabetes and, and yeah just yeah thank you for for all you do promoting it and and then just being so open about about your diabetes and and showing showing everyone young and old that, that it doesn't have to hold you back and it and it can't stop you living your dream yeah i think that's amazing that pleasure for coming on i really enjoyed it i think that's the that's the main message really just just gotta have a go at everything you you want to do do you know what i mean you can't let it, can't let it hold you back so that's the main message from from me so absolute pleasure thanks a lot boys really enjoyed it no really enjoyed having you on Ben thank you so much for giving up all your time for the diabetes dugout and um, yeah continue please continue to inspire all of us in what you do and um, playing at the level that you do I know the impact that your example has on people throughout the diabetes football community and beyond and um, yeah just want to say a massive thank you for that inspiration that you give us all and um, yeah continue doing what you do and um yeah thank you so much again for all of your time i appreciate it boys keep up the good work thanks a lot well that's it for this episode and we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in And don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And whilst you're there, if you could rate and review us, that will help us and the show to reach more people. Whilst if you'd like to get in contact with us about any ideas or thoughts for the show, send us an email about the Diabetes Dugout to thediabetesfootballcommunity at gmail.com or head to the website www.thediabetesfootballcommunity.com for more information about our project. Thanks for joining us and tune in next time for more stories, inspiration and information about diabetes in football.